I'm Nora McInerney, and this is Terrible. Thanks for asking. I am also the author of a memoir, which just came out in paperback this week. It's called It's Okay to Laugh, Crying is Cool Too, and it's about life and love and about losing my husband Aaron to brain cancer, and I promise it's not a mega bummer, although parts of it are sad, but it's also funny, which the title suggests, I think. Anyway, you can get it at any bookstore, legit anywhere, okay? I'm talking the bookstore down the street from your house, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, Target. It's there. So that feels really nice. And also it's hard for me to tell you this because I'm from Minnesota and I feel like I shouldn't tell people about things that I've done. But I did. I wrote a book and I am proud of it. So if you bought it, my child would thank you because then he could possibly get a new pair of shoes. Who knows? Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about the show. This episode is special because it is an episode that you made. Not really, because Hans makes all the episodes. He's the producer. He literally does everything. I sit here, I talk into a microphone, and then Hans is like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Click, 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 tap, turning a little knob, pushing something up. Podcast is made. That's the technical description. Anyway, in a way you made this because this is a really unique episode at the end of one of our season one episodes called A Henry Sky, we shared a message that we had gotten from one of our listeners. Her name is Alicia Aubrey. So my story, when I was 19 years old, my mother had a series of strokes and one large one. And um, she had six brain surgeries and part of her brain removed and she's fine but she's not who you grew up with for 19 years almost exactly three months later my father had a pulmonary embolism and he's okay because he was at the hospital when it happened and basically his heart exploded um, in the waiting room If he hadn't have been, he would be dead, and everything's different. Um, When it happened, I was my first year in college, and I wanted to quit and take care of them, but being the good Catholic Minnesotan people that my parents were, they said no continue to go to college and I struggled and it was hard and now I am 25 years old sitting in the parking lot of my building in Chicago with Taco Bell on the front seat because my self-esteem and my self-worth is shot and Apparently, I'm doing good. People on the outside say I am. But am I? If everything ends up being okay, but you're still not okay, is that okay? (laughs) To feel those emotions, to feel that hurt? I don't know. I just, I don't know. 
We thought the best people to answer Alicia Aubrey's question would be you. And you did. So many of you did. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Alicia, girl. And my answer is yes. 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 Absolutely. And I think it's absolutely okay. You don't have to be. Yes, it is okay to not be okay. Yes, 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 of course, of course, it's okay to not be okay. Yes, it is absolutely okay. It's absolutely okay to not be okay when everything seems like it should be okay. It is okay not to be okay. It is absolutely okay. It's completely fucking fine. It is by all means okay to not be okay when everything else around you seems to be going well. However you feel is the way that you feel. Totally okay in the grand scheme of things that you feel this way. If she's asking, am I justified or is it reasonable for me to feel the way that I feel? My response is absolutely. It's reasonable, it's understandable, and most of all, it's her truth. I don't think things being fine is really an external measure. It's how you feel. That's the measure of of how well you are. You are the only one that can know how you are doing. It's not their choice. If a child feels bad that his imaginary friend left him to go play with the imaginary friend across the street, are you going to tell him that the way he feels is wrong? And you know what else? Most people don't even know how they feel. So knowing that you are not okay with how you're feeling or that you're not okay is okay from a therapist. It's getting better in our society, but it's it's one of the most insidious problems is the idea that there are particular things that have to happen before you have permission to be hurt and, and having struggles. Society and America in general doesn't deal well with emotions. You're supposed to deal with them privately. You go to a therapist for that. You cry in the bathroom. You cry in private. Like, I fucking hated crying in front of people, and I've done it quite a lot <laughs> recently. And it, it's just so cathartic, and it makes you feel so much better. Emotions have a tendency to be illogical. But that doesn't validate the effects they have on you mentally and physically. No one is okay all the time or even any of the time. There's always something going on with everybody and the feelings she feels are totally normal. You are not alone. Like for me, I am also currently dealing with a situation like that. I have a great career. I have a ton of friends. I have a wonderful dog. I have a wonderful home an amazing supportive family and I just couldn't figure out why I felt this way when everything around me seemed to be going fantastic and my life on paper seemed wonderful. And I think the main thing that makes it worse is you're supposed to be happy and I'm supposed to feel fine and I'm supposed to be enjoying everything whereas it's completely the opposite and I feel sad, I want to sleep all the time, I just want to stay in my room and hide like it's is shit. <laughs> my mom was a crack addict for most of my life, and um, my high school years, she actively used the whole time. So I spent between the ages of 14 and 20 
coming to the rescue and taking care of. And I am also 25. My mom was diagnosed with brain cancer when I was 20 and in college. Um, and I graduated early to take care of my mom. Um, along with my dad who has some chronic health issues and is okay, but, you know, is definitely not really himself. I continued to look for the next big dramatic rescue mission because that's when I felt most comfortable. That's when I felt like I could do my best work. And then when that ended and my family was good, there wasn't that drama anymore. I didn't know what to do with myself. It's so complicated to know what it means to be okay anymore once you've been in that situation. And I didn't know what me at 27 or 30 should look like because I had never thought about myself. You know, you're so different from your peers at that point. You have this new intense sense of responsibility that can be very isolating. You know, she may have had to go through almost a role reversal in her family where instead of being the caretakee, she became the caretaker of her parents at a young age of 19. And that is such a heavy weight to carry. That's something many of us don't even think about until our 40s and 50s when our parents are getting up there in age or have health issues. Um, they're aging themselves. Uh, I have no doubt this happening to her has forced her to grow up fast before she's ever really gotten a chance to know who she is. You go into survival mode. You do what you have to do to take care of what needs to be done in the day. And that's all you can focus on. When you're taking care of someone, you're going to feel guilty for having feelings of your own. A lot of times we can forget to allow ourselves to feel what we need to feel. Sometimes when you're the person that's taking care of during the time of crisis and trauma. Let's call it what it is. That was a trauma. You were 19 when these things happened to you. And those are your parents. And this is a really crazy reversal where you're taking care of your parents. Your feelings, your emotions get pushed aside. It takes a while for the actual reality and effects of what's happened to hit you. And then afterwards, you're kind of just like pounded with, oh, holy shit, like that fucking suck. If we don't talk about the not being okay and let everybody just think that we are okay when they look at us, we A, miss an opportunity to connect with people when that's what we really want, and B, I think it fuels the intense loneliness and isolation that can exist when you've gone through something really heavy. You know, when you tie your self-esteem intentionally or not to taking care of someone who isn't going to survive or isn't going to go back to the way they were in the end. You know, it's like you can never succeed even if you know that what you're doing is quote unquote the right thing. And I also think that once you see the fragility of life and how much things can change so quickly, um, really shifts your perspective or it shifted mine. That if we can just learn to sit with our sadness, just allow it to be there without judging it or ourselves for feeling the way we do, it will eventually give rise to a deeper knowing, a deepening of our faith, a stronger sense of self, 
kind of a, I have no idea why this is happening right now, but I'm just going to keep showing up because I know that I can do it. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and trust God or the universe or whoever is walking with me and helping me to carry this pain. There is always relevance in the way you're feeling and your feelings are so important and you are so important and the first like step to overcoming the sadness and to overcoming this feeling of hopelessness is to accept that your feelings are important and that you shouldn't beat yourself up for feeling not okay. The important thing for her is to now find her own outlet, to not lose herself. Keep looking for what makes you well on the inside. Find something that can bring you joy or remember to take time out for yourself. A lot of it for me is giving myself permission to feel that way and to not feel bad for not being okay. I think it's so important for Alicia to allow yourself to have these feelings, even though they're uncomfortable and painful and overwhelming. I truly feel they're a doorway to a life beyond what you're going through now that will one day show you the unbelievable strength you have as a young woman to do all that you do. I believe the most sustaining source of care comes from ourselves, but friends, family, and pets help a lot as well. Whatever that may look like for her, a group of friends, a book club, a faith sharing. Is there anyone there helping take care of you? Have you had an opportunity to grieve? To grieve what you've lost? to capable and loving parents and the tail end of your childhood and having support as you transition into the overwhelming reality of adulthood. I highly recommend talking to somebody about what you're experiencing. And it's really, really okay to ask for help. It has been hugely helpful in my life and it has honestly changed my life as corny as it sounds. It's okay to seek help. And also just ask for help. Like, tell someone that you're not okay. (laughs) And if you have some, it's okay if it's not enough yet. You can ask for more. Whether it's talk therapy, psychiatry, yoga, meditation, music, support groups, exercise, one, several, or all of the above, There are so many mechanisms that she can take advantage of to be better than okay. I hope that you you find what makes you okay. And I hope you're okay soon, and I hope you find happiness. I hope she finds that place. You are indeed worthy, strong, capable, obviously a compassionate and loving human being. And you deserve to be okay. I hope she's able to leave that current space that she's in. We're not flawed or broken. We're just humans trying to get by the best way we know how. She'll make it through, and everything is temporary, and she's strong, and she should feel so good about herself for taking care of her parents. And I hope she knows that what she's doing is incredible. And I hope that you find some light and you stay bright and I hope everyone ever in the world will be fine soon even though that's not gonna happen but best of luck to you I wish you well good luck Alicia I hope that you can give yourself permission to not be okay and to be honest with yourself and others 
about how you really are. I hope this helps. Take care. I'll be thinking about you. Bye-bye. Hans asked me to record my reaction, and I couldn't because I was bawling. I listened to it on my way to work and completely ruined my makeup. And in the car, I took this deep breath and thought, this is what I needed. It didn't fix everything. I'm still working on it, and I'll be working on it for years to come, I think. I have anger towards my family for lack of help, for getting sick even. But to hear that me knowing how I feel, recognizing my sadness and my struggle was justified was a breath of fresh air. To hear you are so different from your peers at this point that you have this intense sense of responsibility that can be very isolating that really struck a chord with me. I continue to wonder why I put so much love and support into relationships and I don't receive it back. Maybe I can never have a normal relationship again. Or maybe I just haven't found the people that understand what this hurt feels like so they can return my passion for companionship. Since my parents' illness, I have gone from taking care of them to living alone without family for years now. And I do not lean on others. I do not feel that I have the right to do so because I took care of this giant mess. So I don't have the right to struggle myself. I think the next step for me is to give in to let someone help, to let someone listen to these feelings I'm having and not feel ashamed of them. I lost myself. I lost the Alicia Aubrey that I was, but maybe I'll find that artistic, inquisitive person that I was. So thank you to the people who commented. Your kind, touching words mean so much to me. I think I'll be okay, whatever that means. I just bought a cross-stitch starter kit. (laughs) Hopefully that helps. So thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I personally am for sure still not okay. And I I think that's okay. And it's not like there's a recipe for how to be okay. I, I checked Pinterest. It's not there, guys. But here's mine. I take Zoloft. I see a therapist. I run. I take walks and stuff. And sometimes I meditate. Mostly I talk about meditating, if I'm being honest. But I do it also. Not as much as I talk about it. And I do all that stuff because someday I would like to be more okay. I think I will be. And I hope you are, too. Now I have an assignment for you. If you haven't already, go to ttfa.org, sign up for our newsletter, and 
donate and support our show, and guess what you get? A really neat t-shirt. Not like one of those t-shirts that you get when, you know, you're a kid and your dad's work has a picnic and everyone ends up with like a really thick cotton t-shirt and it's so heavy and they're all the same size. They're like a men's XL. And you're an eight-year-old girl having to wear this giant, terrible t-shirt that says Company Picnic 1992. It's terrible. It's not that. That's not the t-shirt we're giving you. We're giving you a t-shirt that isn't awful. A t-shirt that's not terrible from Terrible Thanks for Asking. You know what else we have? Besides t-shirts, we have a clubhouse. I mean, technically it's a Facebook group, but it's called The Terrible Club. It is for people who support us on an ongoing basis. It's cool. This is a space for us to talk about parts of season one, to share what we're working on for season two, bounce ideas off people, share some special clips, share some feelings. Uh, It's cool. I'm getting a lot out of it personally, and I hope you would too. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you to Alicia Aubrey for sending us that question and to everybody who replied with their answer. This was a really cool thing. I think we should do it again. Our theme song is by Joffrey Wilson. TTFA is a production of APM, American Public Media.